Hey, what's good everybody? It is Saturday, July 2nd at 11.17pm. I know you're shocked that I could be awake at this hour, but I consumed some caffeine at, you know, I don't know what it was, maybe 3 o'clock, 3.30. I'm in a total kitchen entryway and second bathroom. You know, it's a small little half bath remodel right now in my father came down. He's the general contractor. The man is a master craftsman and a super hard worker. He's been putting me to shame. But there was insulation to be installed today before the drywall could go up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, kind of the basic process of a project like this is you start with your demo. So you, you take everything out, right? You just leave the walls, including the floor. You take the floor out too, just the subfloor stays. And then you do framing, and that's where you're putting wood back in, you're changing your wall, and changing your door frames, you're maybe changing your floor. You know, in this case, the floor was out of level, and so we used a laser to create a level line about two feet off the floor, and then you measure down from that with your tape measure, and uh, from there you start uh, ripping some two-by-fours, to kind of make up for all the humps and bumps. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was neat watching Dad pull that off. And there's a mosquito flying around here because we've had the door open all day. So if you see me, you don't see me, but if you hear me suddenly jerk or whack, uh, it's because I'm trying to kill this motherfucker. But anyway, I digress. So we created this lattice on the floor, this grid of two-bys, uh, which we then put our flooring plywood on. And so now all of a sudden the floor is level. And so then, you know, you change your door frames and everything and make them a little bigger. We made some more openings. After your framing, you do your plumbing. The reason to do your plumbing next is because those are all hard pipes and they're all big pipes. You know, they, they can't move once you install them. And so after the plumbing comes the electrical. And then after electrical comes insulation. And then after insulation comes the sheetrock or the drywall. The plumbing went pretty well. Uh, it's not nearly as intimidating for me now as it used to be. And it's not because I'm any more intelligent. Dang, I almost had him at plumbing. But because the technology has gotten so much better. Uh, the copper piping, they make these cool little spin cutters that you, you tighten a little bit. And then you roll it around the pipe. And you tighten it a little bit. You roll it around the pipe. And then boom, you have a beautiful clean cut. There's also these products out now called, uh, there's a brand called Shark Bite, where, you know, all these fittings, like if you had a pipe with water inside of it, but you need the water to stop, you know, it's a cap, and you just push the cap on, instead of the old days where you had to solder the copper with a blowtorch. So that's pretty cool. And so I've been cutting pipes and putting caps on, or cutting pipes and putting the, like a stop valve, you know, so like, you know, it's got a little handle on it, and you close it when you need the water to stop, and you open it when you want the water to go. So, you know, we changed where the washer went, and we're changing where a couple sinks go, and we're taking out a bathtub, because there was a second bathroom downstairs that didn't make any sense, nobody could use it, it was a full bath, and like, why would you shower down there, there's no bedrooms down here, it's a shitty shower, so we moved the washer and dryer, in order to make room for like a coat room, kind of. And we moved the washer and dryer in where that bathtub is. So, anywho, today, uh, and then this morning, we, we so we finished all the plumbing. 
And then this morning we did wiring. So you're drilling holes across the wall to pull your wire through to get from, you know, switch to light and uh, from light to light. Uh, and then, you know, down to the outlets because you're creating kind of circuits. And, you know, the the previous owners really jacked all this up. You know, it's a 120-year-old house, but they butchered it, man. I mean, wires were just going everywhere. There was like 10 things on one circuit breaker. On one breaker, I guess. Um, you know, you have a circuit breaker box in your house. And it's all those little black switches, you know, maybe when you're a kid. Your dad would go down there and flip them or something. Or maybe if you've ever been to a, a small camp and the circuit would break if you had the toaster and the microwave running. And so we set it up so that all those appliances are kind of on their own circuits. And then the lights and the outlets are on separate. So, you know, shouldn't have any problems. Not that we've had problems, but shouldn't have any problems. And then after that, it was time to insulate. Because on, before you can get sheetrock on the wall, you got to get everything inside the walls. So tomorrow is really the last full day opportunity for work, and you really need a full day to be doing all this drywall, a lot of corners, um, a lot of ceilings. The thing is, with a construction project, you got to hustle up, because until the drywall's on, you know, you're busy, 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 but then once that drywall goes on, you're hosed, because you got to get three coats of sheetrock mud on the walls before you sand. And that sheetrock mud takes a long time to dry. It's really, really wet. There's a lot of humidity in the room. And you do a coat, and then you got to wait a day. And then you do a coat, and you wait a day. Sometimes you can do one, like, early morning, late night. You can get away with that. But um, and it's the same thing with painting. You know, you paint, and then you wait, and then you paint, and then you wait. So there'll be a few other small projects, some tile that needs to get fixed. Um, you know, in well, during this waiting but man, I'm <laughs> I'm ready for it. It's been a, it's been a real grind pulling up the floor, pulling up that concrete board. That was a beast. So I still have not smoked. In case you were curious, I'm not trying to avoid anything. Um, I did reach out to my neighbor today. I was pretty angry, um, pretty angry at myself. I guess I, in some ways, I was angry at my wife, but really, I was just angry at myself. And uh, you know, I was late and I had a case of the fuckets. I hadn't been meditating. Though I, you know, I did my 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 back PT and I went for a run and I did my yoga and been eating healthy. Um, you know, it's just late. I just had a case of the fuckets and I was upset. And but thankfully, my neighbor was going to bed and so he was not around. I didn't ask him to buy anything. I just asked him. Uh, I told him I had caffeine if he wanted to shoot the shit and burn. And uh, thankfully, he he did not. And I feel a lot better about that, man. I feel I feel more at peace. I'm super glad that didn't happen. Um, it was a very self-destructive mindset I was in. And uh, it's not easy to get yourself out of those. And I find that, for me, they happen more and more frequently when I when I don't meditate, when I'm not concentrating on living in the moment, um, and when I'm not practicing that, right? Because like, when stuff starts to spiral, when your emotions start to crank up, you, you can't just stay in the moment it's it's impossible it's it's literally impossible so you have to practice it at other times and uh you know i think what sent me today was you know my wife she's she's got she's got depression she's on meds for a long time and my dad and my dad's kind of a pushover with my mom you know she kind of wears the pants and sometimes she could be pretty disrespectful just like her mother was to uh, her father 
and my dad's father was a piece of shit. You know, cheated on him, cheated on my grandma a bunch of times, cheated on my grandma with a girl that my dad was in high school with, you know, and all the kids were ripping on dad because of that. So he was a real scumbag, alcoholic, um, didn't do things with my father. You know, he's just a piece of shit, which is too bad because I had a good experience with my grandfather, but I didn't know all this other stuff. It all makes sense now. And so the real example of, of manhood, fatherhood, um, and husbandry that my dad had was my mom's dad. Everybody respected him. He, he was a very wise man, you know, later in life. He was also an alcoholic at one point, but eventually cleaned up his act. I'm not just smashed enough trucks or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then became a Christian. Oh, I don't know. Probably when I was like 10. And then his respect and standing really, really grew. But he was school board president for a long time, my grandfather. And he, it was all about the kids. You know, if it, if it would benefit the kids, then he supported it. But otherwise, you know, he drew the line. And so my dad has kind of emulated him. And as a result, you know, that's the, that's the example I've had. And so what will happen is, you know, my wife, God bless her, and I love her dearly, right? Like, I really do, but she'll be bitching and moaning about stuff, and it's constant. I mean, it's ridiculous stuff. Like, it's, you know, I'd kill the manufacturer of this knife. You know, she can't put the the Stanley knife back together. And it's like, this insulation is stupid. I want to murder the people who built this house, blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, she does it all the fucking time. Like, all the fucking time. Um, and normally I can, you know, I just put up with it, right? Like, that's what my dad does. That's what my grandpa did. But when I'm stressed, it makes it a lot harder. And then what will happen is, like, I'll get stressed. And so then I'll snap about something or I'll whine about something or I'll act all angry. And then she, like, gets quiet, you know, and she backs off. She disappears, you know, or she acts all like I'm a bad guy. Like, she doesn't say I'm a bad guy, but, like, her whole demeanor changes. And then I feel guilty. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's a double standard. But then, this this is where the negative feedback loop comes in. You know, part of me wants to say, oh, it's a double standard. But the reality is it's not. Like, I'm the one who puts up with it when she's doing it. I'm the one who stays. I'm the one who doesn't say anything. You know, what if I left the room like she does? Or what if I got real quiet and kind of disappeared and changed my whole demeanor? You know, it, like, that's all within my power. Like, that's all within my control. And so I just get more and more angry because I want to get angry at her. But reality is the only person I can get angry at is myself. And so it's just this negative feedback loop. It's just really, really bad. It gets ugly. And, uh... You know, she knew I was upset. She did a bunch of nice stuff for me. You know, oh, I filled the water bottle. Oh, I did this. Oh, I, you know, hey, is the AC too hot? Like, oh, or too cold? Oh, turn it off. Oh, this and that. It's just like, I just needed space. You know, I just needed space. I didn't tell her why I was upset. She didn't ask. Um, but, you know, it's scary sometimes for me, you guys. I'm not going to lie. It's scary because... Um, you know, our relationship was long distance, and so whenever I saw her, like, I was high, like, I was fucking cooked, you know, I was high for the six-hour drive down to see her, and then I was high while I was with her, because we would just be laying around having sex, like, spending time together, 
um, or a drink, you know, but usually just be high, and then I'd be high when I left. And so, you know, my whole relationship, I was stoned, and it's a lot easier to put up with all that bullshit. Oh, fuck, I almost got him, that mosquito. It's a lot easier to put up with all that bullshit when you're high. And then when you're not high, you know, it's like, oh my God, what have I done? You know, I'm with this person the rest of my life. So, sometimes that terrifies me. And, uh, and so then it's like, well, you know, you either have to change. You have to change your circumstances. You have to take ownership and do something about it. Uh, which isn't easy. You know, it's an uphill battle. You're standing in the river and the water's rushing at you. And you're just one step at a time against the current, you know. Um, maybe it's more like, you know, if you're a kid and you you make the whirlpool in uh, your backyard pool, you know, if you're at a family member with like a three-foot pool or a four-foot pool, those circles, and you all get in there and you, you run around the same direction, you make a whirlpool, then you try to turn around. And it's wicked, wicked hard, right? Like, it's it's impossible. And then slowly... You know, as you as you fight the current, as you fight the inertia, you know, you become the force that's inputting energy and that's blocking the flow, and eventually it slows down, you know. So, um, so you either take that route or you go back to, to smoking. You go back to, well, my life's, you know, this is the state of my life because I smoked. And so now, you know, to and I was happy-ish at that time, you know, with the state of my life, so maybe I should smoke again to be happy with that state, or, you know, it's it's time to get uncomfortable. And I'm not, I'm not going to smoke so that I can tolerate my wife's whining. That's, that's fucking stupid. That's the stupidest thing in the world. Um, and I hope whatever circumstance you're going through, or something that you, the life, the state of your life that is a product of your smoking, I hope you don't say, oh, well, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to go back to smoking because, uh, you know, it's, it's the best way to, to tolerate these circumstances because those circumstances are because you smoked. You know, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of that shit. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been thinking of. And I apologize. I, I don't have any uh, scripture for you. I left the Bible upstairs. I'm doing this down in my little half-living room right now because there's plastic up. And I didn't want to disturb my wife who's trying to sleep, but um, I was jonesing. You know, I, I definitely wanted to get high. And I even reached out. And then thankfully, you know, it didn't, didn't, play, didn't play out like that for me. And, uh, I mean, if I really, really wanted it, like, I, I could have found a way to get some, right? Like, I could have driven into the city or something. Um, but it's good. It's good. You know, you gotta get, you gotta get through those humps. You gotta be able to. I don't know. You know, those. If you don't, if you don't face it, if you don't say no when the times you really want it, if you don't say no when the times are really tough, uh, then you're not gonna be able. Then you won't be able to, right? Like there'll be a threshold for you. So you gotta push, push, push. And so I'll just encourage you guys to push, push, push. Um, you know, I'm I'm no fucking role model, that's for sure, but. Uh, I am trying. I, I swear I am. My sleep's been pretty shitty. Uh, not because of the smoking, just because the house is upside down and we got this ridiculous AC unit in the window that's super duper loud. And now my wife wants to sleep on the other side of the bed for some reason. I assume it's because of the AC unit. Uh, 
So that's kind of, kind of throwing me, but, um, so I, I don't feel like my articulation has improved dramatically. I don't feel like my short-term memory has improved dramatically, but I think it's just a product of, of all the hard work and chaos that's in my life right now. So, um, I, I do have some quotes though. I do got a Bible verse for us. So, uh, one quote that I've always, I've always loved, had this for a long time, uh, it's by Eldo Leopold, um, one of the guys behind Leopold scopes and binoculars, so hunting scopes that go on rifle and binoculars, and he says, a particular virtue in wildlife ethics is that the hunter ordinarily has no gallery to applaud or disapprove of his conduct. Whatever his acts, they are dictated by his own conscience rather than a mob of onlookers. It is difficult to exaggerate the importance of this fact. Uh, and that's so true, man. You, you, you full draw on a deer with your bow, and uh, if it's going to be a sketchy shot or something, like it's your choice. Same with a gun, same with... You're all alone out there, and there's a living creature uh, you know, sharing that space with you. And then what you do... Uh, with yourself, what you do with your weapons, and, and how you impact the life around you. It's all up to you, uh, and, and there's not anybody else there to hold you accountable. It's, it's your own conscience, so I've always loved that. I think it's pretty powerful. In our Bible verse of the day, this one this one's speaking to me. I, I didn't pick it. I just you went know, on a Bible verse website, and uh, the first one that came up, you know, it's like, oh, shit. Fucking bug! God damn, these things are fast, or I'm just slow. Sorry, you guys. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17 verses 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things, and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind, to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. And uh, I gotta tell you, you know, if I had smoked tonight, um, I would have deserved whatever sort of blowback that would have happened in the morning. You know, whatever sort of guilt, whatever sort of, uh, you know, we're, we're hanging drywall tomorrow. I, I gotta have all my faculties together. You know, it's my own fucking house. Um, so I, I thought I thought that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. To reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. So, anyway, remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.